It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody. Seems like long time no see, to be honest. It's like three days, which has been the longest in about a month and a half since I haven't done a podcast. But uh back with my old muck and Paddy and we were we just said we'd pop on. Paddy had his lunch break. I haven't been messaging him. I'm on my lunch break and we said we'd pop on for a live show. Sure, why not? We haven't sure done it in ages. And 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 it's it's really kind of the business side of things that we're gonna be talking about, I think, with Aston Villa today, because Aston Villa Revealed that they've got new stadium plans. They've also revealed new training gear, which we will get onto. So stay tuned for that one. And uh, there's just been a couple of other rumblings, bits and pieces around the club that have been announced over the last few days. But Paddy, first things first, how are you doing? It's been ages since you've been on. It is. I'm not doing too bad. I'm recovering from another bout of COVID. So I'm uh, sorry if I'm a little bit hoarse or, or sound a bit funny, but that that's all it is. I uh, didn't get it too bad this time, thankfully. Thankfully is right. Yeah, thankfully is right. I was trying to test myself this morning and tickly throat. So don't I need to be full of action for this weekend so I can't have the blasted <laughs> plague. So um plague be gone, I think is what I would say for myself anyway this weekend. But no, good to have you back fighting fit and in fine fettle paddy again. And um as I say, we're a lot of players are going to be back and we're going to probably know tomorrow what kind of fettle the players are in when we start seeing some training videos and we start seeing the bleep tests and we start seeing them doing all those jumping tests with Ali Stevenson, all the guys that are there in the um, in the backroom team. I, I mentioned him because he's the only one I can remember. I can't remember <laughs> any of their names and I should really have looked them up beforehand. Uh, but all the strength and conditioning staff and all the, all the physios and trainers and stuff like that are going to be... Heavily overworked, I think, over the next two or three days as the people come back into the, into the building. And and I remember last year, Paddy, it was a real good um, 
it, it was it was really cool because you got to see people that we never really expected to be part of the first team, and we saw that they were there. Like the likes of Sinisalo was was heavily featured in a lot of those those uh, yeah. those training videos and those training photos. And sometimes you get to see a young kid that you're kind of go, "Who the hell is that?" I got to find out who he is. And you could spend 20 minutes trying to research who the hell that person is. And, and I personally like that because there's a reason that they're going to be training with the first team. And yes, it is likely to make up numbers in the early days, but they're making up numbers because they're good enough to come up from the group that they're with. Exactly. And we, we, we knew well from last season, we definitely had plenty of them. So there's a, there's a few guys coming up and coming back from loan that will be, be able to make a name for themselves in pre-season for sure. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think that, you know, put your money where your mouth is for an awful lot of those young kids that have come back on loan. And I think they'll be given that opportunity to do that this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing those training videos and I'm looking forward to seeing people get back in and seeing the cogs of Aston Villa Football Club and the football season in general start to turn. And we'll get on to, ah, feck it, we'll rip up the the whole um, schedule, Paddy. We talked about training kits. We talked, or sorry, we talked about training. We talked about people coming back into the into the building tomorrow. They're going to be wearing the new training kit. And to be honest with you, some of those young kids that are coming up from the under 18s and from the under 23s, they're going to need to be given it for free because I don't think even they could afford some of the stuff that has been put up on the site. And I'm just going to get the elephant out of the room early. Some I love it. I think it looks great. And yes, it does look similar to some of the other things that are there. But I've hovered over the buy now or the, the click on the submit or the checkout function within within AVA, within the, the, the AVFC.co.uk store site for about half an hour last night. And I just clicked on the X button because I went, I don't know, can I spend a, over 100, 100 euros to get one hoodie shipped to Ireland? I kind of had to just say no, which kills me. It, it Look, it, it does kill you and it kills you for lots of reasons. It kills you because... We're heading into what looks like is going to be some kind of recession. The inflation is through the roof, and it's reflected in this training gear. Unfortunately, it's it's much more than the inflation rate. But look, it, it, people people can decide whether to buy it or not. Unfortunately, from the club's mm. point of view, um, I would imagine the the sales aren't going to be anything like they were previously because people are watching their pennies. Um, I personally have had to deal with the. The season ticket prices, I have an extra 200 quid to spend on me and my son. Season ticket prices, that's going to affect what what I spend in around the stadium. So for me, I'll be making do with my cap of purchases that I made last season and they will get me through this season, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, and like, I'm still going to, I'm going to deliberate over it again tonight. Like, I'm, I'll be honest with you, Paddy, and my, and I know whether I buy it or not isn't going to influence the club, but, um, how am I going to put it? I want to support the club. I want to give the club as much money as I can possibly afford to give them. And I think yeah. everybody watching this and people who watch this, and specifically I'm going to say people abroad, because sometimes you know you have to pay import charges, you have to pay taxes, you have to pay, um, pay higher shipping fees and stuff like that. And that's fine. That doesn't go to the club at all. Uh, but what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at here is I'll still deliberate over this tonight. I know I'll be lying in bed and I'll be going, oh, Jesus, I, I think I'm just going to load it up and just bite the bullet. And yes, maybe I can afford it. And that's not, that's not the point. For me, what the point is that if I keep on buying this stuff, the price will never go down. But then when I think about it from an economic cat, I'm going to go, it doesn't matter whether I buy it or not, the price is going to still stay the same. You know, so I want this stuff and I'm, I'm having a pu- very public and open deliberation with my <laughs> devil on one, one shoulder, Angel yeah. on the other shoulder, kind of right here now on the podcast. 
and 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 I will probably end up purchasing it at some stage. But you know, I think I was just shocked at, at the at the increase of, of of the price of the gear, um, more so. And and I know people, Paddy. I know we spoke about this last night actually, and we saw a really good thread on Twitter, and we spoke about um. We spoke about the uh, like a lot of people are saying wolves don't charge as much for their gear, and they're they're Castoria are the are, are the suppliers there. And we found a trend on, on Twitter that was actually verified afterwards, and it was that wolves actually only have a contract with Castoria for their on-field jerseys. Am I right in saying that? that I think yeah. that's what it was in the trade. That's what I took. Everything from else is produced under license. By Cast- are under licensed by Wolves with the Castoria logo, essentially. So that's why they yeah. can set their prices. Now, Fanatics and Castoria obviously have that. That's that's who's who's bringing this to market with Aston Villa. So it'll be interesting to see where that. So I I think I'm holding my powder dry really until I see the what the what the what the jerseys are going to cost and the jerseys are announced mm-hmm. because that will give us a true reflection of what the actual <clears throat> cost of these things are and if we're massively yeah. over where wolves come in and where newcastle come in you know i i think that's that's probably the fairest thing for well like i think it's fair to say that most most people if they're going to make a purchase it's going to be the the short that we wear on the pitch because that's what we're looking at all the time yeah. yeah the training gear was i thought was plain there was nothing that stood out there was nothing to say to me come and buy this that I haven't seen already from one of our, our previous suppliers. So for that reason, there, there's nothing there that will uh, attract me into the purchase. But as you said, the, the the proof will be in what they charge for for the home and away shorts and, yeah. and the quality and the effort that they put in because they, ha- they don't seem to have put much effort into the training wear for me. Yeah. And am I right in Paddy in saying that this has been addressed. This was addressed, I think, even last season with Kappa. Or maybe it might have been in the year before. I think it might have been the year before when we got in. Um, the f- yeah, I think it was the year before, the second year in the Premier League. And I think it was addressed in the fact that it was Fanatics set the price. Now, look, I'm I'm holding my hands up here. This could be a no. This could be completely untrue. But I'm just kind of asking you the question. Have, have I remember that right? And somebody in the comments might remember that. That right? Yeah, I th- I think that's the that's the case because Fanatics are, are our sole distributor of our kit. They decide what what the charges are. Um, unfortunately, the club can do nothing about it. So tweeting the club and giving out to the club. Yeah. Well, they can forward that on to to Castore and uh, we don't even do you pronounce it Castore? I haven't heard anybody saying it yet. <laughs> I'm calling it Castore. Um, yeah. so them and Fanatics are, are are the people who determine what this stuff is going to cost, which which is unfortunate because. Um, yeah. As I alluded to earlier, I think the most important increase I've had to deal with is is the cost of my season ticket. So uh, that's that was my priority this season. So it, it meant I didn't go to the Man City game at the end of the season. But that that's life. That they're the thing. They're the choices you have to make when you're hit with an extra cost, and we all have mm. to budget for for all of these things. But uh, may, maybe when the end of season sale comes around, I'll consider some of the training gear. Exactly. Yeah, you'll want to own something for the first year we get back into Europe, you know, to commemorate the first year we get back into Europe anyway, Petty. That's so, what uh, shorts are so for. That's what shorts that's are for. That's what shorts are for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of things in this because we're going to draw a line on this on, on, underneath. And as I say, this is just us having a natter. Like there are a lot of, uh, we do understand some of the reasons why the, why the prices have gone up. Just kind of, sometimes it's just, just nice to mention the elephant in the room, get it over and done with, and then just move on, I suppose, afterwards. And look, it's everyone's personal decision whether they buy it or whether they don't buy it. I probably, I can see myself tomorrow night just going, fuck it. 
impressing by, you know. <laughs> but uh, as I said, that's my wrestling to do, and everybody else will have their wrestling to do. So um, a couple of things here. Aston, the Villa fan, says, why is it they've put the prices up? Anyone actually know? I, I think it's just general general um, cost of living stuff. Uh, I don't know, to be honest mm. with you. I, we, we won't know that until, I suppose, there's a fans consultation group, and I would imagine the answer will be that the prices are set by Fanatics directly. Of course. So, um, and it's, it's a big um, deal for overseas fans. Like, if, if, if you just consider it, yeah. that, that me and you are in Ireland, we, we've got to pay import duty plus the cost of shipping. Mm. And can you only imagine what that's going to be now? But well, now that we're out of the EU, we know what that is. But for the guys in America, they're playing a much, much bigger premium on these. Paddy, remember I sent you the, the, the screenshot yesterday. What really pissed me off was the fact that I had to pay one euro and 15 cent for handling handling <laughs> charges. I was going like, I'll fucking go over it now <laughs> for free myself. <laughs> and <then laughs> anyway, that and as I say, that's nothing to do with the club. This is us just having a natter and being and and uh, and talking about the various pieces and pieces. But that is something. And look, I suppose we are talking about it specifically from an. I'm talking about it from an overseas point of view. Like when I go to Villa Park next, and hopefully, God willing, it'll be for the Everton game, first home game of the season. I'll be over there. I get to see everyone, get to roar my lungs off. I'll probably come home with two suitcases worth of stuff. Then, <laughs> you know, because I I feel like I'm saving money based on the fact that uh, I'm not having to pay any shipping charges and that I've got the beauty out of watching the game out of it as well um, but I suppose one of the good things is, is as as per the eminent Dan Bardell who did try on some of the gear yesterday in the Villa shop has mentioned that uh, it's true to size so that is great because uh, my uh, better half was washing a jersey belonging to me after I came back from Norwich now I didn't ask her to, she did it out of goodness of her heart thank you very much but uh, it's not it's not a it's not something we have going on. She doesn't do all my washing. Okay, okay. I'm not a kept man before anyone says it. Um, <laughs> but she did. And uh, it said it, it said XL on the on the outer on the 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 tag. And uh, she was like, Jeez, you're not an XL, are you? And I goes, No, but my club but Kappa seemed to think I'm not I'm not I'm not as slight as an Italian man. So Kappa seemed to think I am an XL. So at least I'll be able to tell her I've lost weight in the future. Bear in mind you're not as slight as Dan Bardell either. So no, and I'm not six foot one either. I'm yeah, certainly not I think I think I'll one. wait till I try things on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He has exactly. a few inches on me, but I doubt very much, even with my belly, I'm, I'm gonna get into I, a, I have large. a few inches around the waist. I'm six foot one around the waist. That's right. Um, a couple of other ones there. Richard does make the point as well. Our prices have raised, but they're still reasonable compared to other Premier League teams. And I think that's fair, but those Premier League teams are upper echelon as well, who are getting lots and lots of success. And there's other uh, there's other comments here as well that would make that mention that um where is it? Where is it? Where is it going to as long as we match our ambition on the pitch, uh, I'll be happy. So I suppose and this, as long this, as, uh, this is uh, you know, we, we said this, this when we discussed true. the season tickets going up. This is the price we pay for success. Exactly. But if we don't get success, that's when we have the voice to start shouting. And that's the thing, Paddy. Like, have you ever seen the price go down? I've never seen no. the price. I, in my, in no. my, my 37 years in the world, I've never seen the price of a football shark go down. You know, so um, that is the thing. You know, you want to be rock sure that you're going to have some modicum of success. You know, is uh, our hope that the, hope that the top six of the clubs having success start charging four hundred quid for their jerseys. <laughs> you know, so that we can then say, "Oh, look, it's in in, in the greater scheme of things, it's 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 cheaper." Uh, I know, I know. Um, yeah, and Dan Morgan, Dan Morgan says I used to work for Fanatics in Man City during uni. As far as I'm aware, they set the prices. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we were what we were told as well. Mm-hmm. It's a full distribution. It's kind of like kind of like here in Ireland, the 
one of the best organizations in the world, the Gaelic Athletic Association, the GAA, have made a big faux pas this year and they have they've outsourced all their ticketing. They, what they used to do essentially themselves, they've outsourced it all to Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster now set the prices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you can imagine, people are not happy about that either because when a corporation or company gets their hands on it, sometimes there's these handling charges for 115 for a ticket. Like, get over it, for God's sake. Anyway, 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 anyway. Oh, wait, Villabook. Congratulations on 3K. Did we hit 3K subs? We did. Excellent. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to do a specific video just to say thank you to everyone. <laughs> Genuinely didn't know that. I hadn't been keeping keeping tabs on it. That's super. Excellent. I'm happy, Bunny, you know. That's going to put me back <laughs> in good form. I'm going to be so productive when I go back to work after my lunch now. That's going to be so, I'm going to be so productive. Right, no good, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got lots to talk about. Club have um, the club have uh, announced that they're going to be doing some plans, uh, or that they've announced they've revealed their plans, should I say, for what the redevelopment or what the schematic design, the artistic design, and whatever else the the feasibility study and stuff like that looks like for their um, for for the the North Stand and what is now being called Villa Live. Paddy, which I think everybody's really excited about this, and I think it's going to be huge. Listen to the thing with Perslow this morning, and he very much focused, I think, on the regeneration of the area, which, let's be honest, we spoke about that before, and the parking podcast is coming, don't you worry. The parking podcast is coming. <laughs> but uh, By the time uh, they the, build anything, there might be any any parking to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there'll be all the cars that fly in the sky like the Jetsons, Paddy, at that stage, so you can just leave them hover above the stadium. It'll be great. Um, but it looks good. I, I must say it looks good. And what it, and obviously, look, there, it's not like it's going to have to go through the whole um, technical design and and they're going to have to get the structural engineers and things will change and looks will look different and stuff. But I think the utilisation, and this is coming from somebody who used to be in the game of uh, building design and so on, I think the utilisation of space and the, and the fact that they've made an area specifically with Villa Life, which looks like it may look small. It may not look, look as big as, as, as it could do at the moment. And I think that's smart to give them, uh, give them opportunities for expansion in the future because you don't want a big cavernous, um, cavernous space that you can only maybe one quarter fill. You want to have a place where you can fill and then have, a, have it in a situ- such a way that it's modular and it can grow over time. And for me, for my money, it looks like that's what's happened with the, with, with the Villa Live building albeit based on the perspective drawings that are just there at the moment. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yes, it, it, it does look 
Uh, I, th- I think Villa Live is the is the working title they've given it. I don't know whether that's the the final title. It's it's what the uh, what Mister Porslow was calling it. All right. Um, the one thing for me was was good to hear that they they've turned the sod on on the Brookvale Academy as well. So if if you look closely at the plans, you'll see it off in the distance. Um, so on the far side of the railway track, you know they they've said that, well they did say two three G pitches. I do hope it's a little bit more advanced than three G because I think we're up to five G at this stage, kind kind of like the mobile phone network. So. Uh, yeah. God, I, I don't mention that YouTube will take us down or something. And I don't mention that on a, on a YouTube channel. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, we're talking about football pitches. So I hope it's a 5G pitch and not, <laughs> and not a 3G pitch. But anyway, um, it's good to see that that will be there. There will be parking facilities there as well, from what I can see. There's a load of car parking spaces alongside that. So there will be there will be plenty of room for um, mostly hospitality car parking, I presume. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's exciting. You can see now that it's it's going to more or less match up on the side of the Trinity Road. We're going to see how far it'll go back. It's going to be really, really interesting times. And to have a time frame now of where we'll probably be looking at the sod being torn the day after we finish the season, now that we know we're playing our last home game at home, uh, which is the last game. So we won't have any refix for after that game. It has to happen on that day. So... Um, the North Stand, as we know, it will be no more at the end of next season. We'll we'll be looking at probably at least one tier being built, probably by by kick off in August, and um, if not a couple of weeks after that. But there, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of upheaval at the end of next season. There's going to be people in the North Stand that need to move to other areas. So there's not going to be those twenty thousand or twenty five thousand. I noticed he increased it to today. That's on the waiting mm-hmm. list. Um, those people are not going to be offered anything next season either because obviously those people in the North Stand will have to be rehoused until the new stand is ready and they can move back into it. Yeah, it will be exciting. Uh, what I liked about it was literally like the thing I used to always say about the North Stand is who in their right mind built a narrow, shallow stand? I used to always say it as there. Who decided that they want? It's like it's like it's made on a Lego. It's just like it's narrow and it's shallow and it's not like you see stands are supposed to are supposed to be vast. Like it was okay. It was nineteen seventies modular building, one hundred percent. But and it to be honest with you, it looks old because it is old and it's. But at the time, it was like state of the art. I can completely understand that. But it's going to be interesting now to see um to see what way it goes. Obviously, the corners are going to be filled in. I'm a fan of corners filled in. I know people won't be traditionalists and so on like that. I know having a stadium without it. I recently sat in Croke Park in one of the corner seats. I had the best seat in the house. And I was right up in the rafters. I had the best seat in the house. I could see everything that was going on. It's going to be to an acquired taste. But, you know, as I say, I thought I'd absolutely hate it. And I was mumbling and grumbling about having tickets in that position. But I actually, it was for last year's All-Ireland semi-final. And then for the other final, I booked the ticket there specifically in the corner because I knew I'd have the best seat in the house. Unbelievable view directly, diagonally onto the field. And that's at a way bigger field, way bigger pitch in, in that game than a football field. So I don't know. I actually don't mind it. And I think the I think the viewing points from the corners are just as good as anywhere else. Specifically, actually, is you'll have a 45 degree perspective angle on the field. So don't knock it till you try it. I think I, no, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think there's anybody knocking it. I think I think to compete. And like the end goal is to make sure that Aston Villa is on the world stage and being on the world stage and playing in European competitions and indeed having our magnificent stadium being part of the, the European Championship bid and 
and and and part of you know where where these amazing players from all around the world come and play puts us on the world map and that is vitally important so we can't stop progress we we mentioned the prices are going up they're going to go up even further as this goes along and we start achieving where we need to be so unfortunately it's so it's going to be an expensive hobby supporting Aston Villa and we just have to get used to it yeah um how was it my who said it to me it wasn't my dad it was someone else said it to me um oh what did he say what was the way he put it it was something along the lines of i don't give out anymore because my green fees for my golf club are way way more expensive and I kind of I looked at him. I goes, "That's not the point." I started. Don't be talking to me about golf. This, this is something comparable. Stop it! Stop it! You know, but I can't remember what it was, so I won't go into the full story. But I just remember like having to give him a dressing down afterwards because it was it, it's 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 not comparable, and and um, for obvious reasons, I think he talked about golf fees and stuff like that as well. Anyway, getting off that point. Um, congratulations to the club, as I say, about the um, about those plans, and hopefully the consultations will go well um, the, with the fan consultation groups, and it won't be bogged down too much and stuff. And hopefully the club take down take a lot of their uh, their advice on board, and then you know after that, hopefully it sails yeah. through planning, no problem. So we can and get started. There is a number of uh, surveys out there at the moment for us fans. We when we have a voice, yeah. we need to use it. So if you're listening to this. Go onto the club website, fill it in. You know, there's there's one there on uh, on obviously the the redevelopment. There's one on uh, inclusion, 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 inclusion and diversity, and there's another one on. Yeah, can't remember. There's one yesterday, wasn't there? So I think we've had. I think Uh, we've had crest. The crest, yes. So and that's had great segue, Paddy. (laughs) (laughs) Great segue. If we can remember what I was segueing into. You know, when 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 it comes to the stage where we're paying this amount of money, we need to have a voice. So, mm-hmm. fans consultation group are, are fighting, so we have a voice. So, when you get a voice, use it. Tell them, tell them you want a round crest. Tell them you want a square crest. Tell them whatever you want, because this is your time. It's like it's like voting in the elections. You have to use your vote. You have to use your survey. And what kind of a crest would you like, Paddy? Are you are you a traditionalist? Like, I think if they put it to a vote. And not through socios, by the way. Get out of town, <laughs> that thing. Um, but if you do have a vote, I think if they did put it to a vote, I think it would be overwhelmingly similar votes. I would say round badge, get the name back in, get the year back in, get the star in there, bring back prepared. Not bothered about prepared, not bothered about the year. I think the most important thing is that when you arrive on a beach, be it in Coca-Cabana or... Costa Blanca, and someone looks at your short and they say, Aston Villa Football Club, not AVFC, Aston Villa Football Club. It's a unique name. We have a unique, everything about us is unique. So everybody around the world should know our club. And the best way to do that is by having it on your crest, on your badge, everywhere you go. Just Aston Villa Football Club is enough for me. Yeah, that that is true. Like, I think I I can understand the reasoning behind changing it to AVFC previously because we were in an internet age where everything was abbreviated and everything was a hashtag. But yeah. I think over time, the real growth comes from being proud of, of of your brand. And like you know, like there was a time when Nike were like N. Well, it wasn't Nike's a bad is a bad example. But like remember when when brands were just taking out the vote the 
vowels out of their uh, out of their name and like like season was becoming like people were talking about like something season SZN and I know that still goes on but realistically they found mm. as a branding kind of exercise it's very limited and you know, it keeps you know, it keeps the one demographic I suppose really which is the demographic of youth and um, as there are younger than us getting old Paddy I think it is important to have uh, have the full name within the badge and I think it has grown state it even looks dated now our badge our badge looks dated it looks I, I prefer if our badge looked traditional over looking dated because it looks like someone came in and tried to be flash and cool and bring it and have it minimalist, but it just hasn't worked over the test of time. And and, and I've never really been a big fan of AVFC anything, to be honest with you, because yeah. uh, AVFC isn't even a slogan. It's even sometimes it's difficult to say, um, but Aston Villa, as you said, who is it that said the quote? There's tons of Uniteds, there's loads of Albions, there's there's loads of Rovers, but there's only one Villa, and there really is. There's only one other club that I can think of that has Villa in its name, and it's in the Limerick District Football League. It's Peak Villa. <laughs> well, it's not even. Well, there's a few of them down here. You've got Western Villa and you've got Lunkard Villa as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's, yeah, yeah. On the world stage, there is only one Villa, that, you know, at that, exactly. at that level of the game. So, uh, yes, it is important. I think it's important that everybody knows when they look our our name that we're Aston Villa, we're a football club. It doesn't matter if we're prepared. People won't remember that we were founded in 1874. But I think once you have Aston Villa Football Club and that little star to show that we once conquered Europe, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And look, as I say... It's it's a small way in which the fans can can kind of feel like that they made a big big difference and kind of recaptured that that emblem because that emblem is very much about the fans and as I say Aston Villa we're talking about global branding there a moment ago and we're talking about making making the ground an area where you know it could be a tourist attraction essentially in an area that does need some regeneration but at the end of the day it's a very colloquial it's a very family based club Aston Villa um albeit in the second biggest city in in the UK and and one of the most diverse cities in the, in the whole of Europe so um you know we, that that crest should be something that we as fans really take to heart and we make sure that we get more of what we want than less of what we want if that makes sense um, Absolutely. because we're all going to wear it we're all going to wear it um paddy talking about somebody who may not be um may not be wearing that crest or that badge on his on any apparel next season um we've had rumors that carney chukwemeka was gone we've had rumors he's back he's he's like the undertaker uh, at, at a wrestling pay-per-view at the moment one minute he's the bad guy next minute he's the good guy one minute he's been buried alive next minute his hand is coming up out of the, out of the soil mm-hmm. and he's got the title belt in his hand um, obviously, look, he's he's. I think there's a lot. I, I, I personally think it's just chatter at the moment that nothing has really changed. And I think it's chatter from the simple point of view of he's had a blasting last two games for England under 19s. It's the premier male um, tournament that's going on at the moment. And I think that's just kind of really reignited conversation, I suppose, amongst the, 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 um, the press more so mm. than. This being any breaking news for Kenny Chukwemeka, and probably, probably now that his name is in lights, he's probably his agent is probably firing things out there left, right, and centre to kind of get him back in the news too. Now you've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> but look, I've said this so many times this week, as people are going, "Oh, have you seen what Carney has done?" Yeah, I have seen what he's done. He he's done it against the best in Europe, but under nineteen, the best in Europe, he hasn't stepped up yet to be that world beater on the on the world stage. Or, or even on the Premier League stage, he's had his opportunities. 
He's come in. He's been look. He we've criticised him for looking lethargic and not putting it in. Um, so it's it, it's up to him whatever he does. But you know, I I've no time for sideshows. So if he if he's not signing by the time the preseason rocks around, you know, let him go where he's going to go. I think the very funnily named Patrick Berger rubbish the uh, yeah, yeah the claim that he was going to Bruce Dortmund and he's one of the main uh, reporters on Bruce Dortmund. I think he covers the German national team and. Cologne as well, um, and he he's rubbish those reports. So um, I'm not worried about it too much. I, I I'm kind of at the stage now where he can go. Or but having said that, I did say to you many many moons ago that uh, I was told that he would sign a new contract by somebody who was quite close to him, and I spoke to that person on Friday, who reiterated that and said that that would happen. So he's still confident that Carney will sign. And hopefully he does. And you know what? I'd like to see him sign. I'd like to see us ship him out for a year to get to to get some big boys football, maybe down in the championship, and bring him on, rather than have him sit around moping and reading stories about him being unhappy. Well, if he, if he wants to go to Germany to get a test of football, sign that contract. Send him to Eintracht Frankfurt or someone like that for a year. <laughs> send him to a club who isn't full of massive amounts of riches, albeit that they've just won the, the Europa League or the Europa Conference. I can't remember which one it was. Europa League. And, Europa League. Uh, send send him there. Maybe send him to an Augsburg. Send him to a, a German club that is punching above their weight or pre- predominantly punches above their weight for a point in time. Like, I always kind of sometimes... I sometimes look at, at missed opportunities for players like that to not send them abroad. But then you look at players like Reese Oxford, who was sent abroad by by West Ham, who's supposed to be the next big thing as a midfielder, as a centre half, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's still out in out in Germany and he never really came home. And and who knows if he'll ever get his big break, albeit that I think he might be 23, 24 now. But um so there are there are risks with regards to that. And also being in the championship, you can keep an eye on him and you can have him a bit closer as well, because you could you could loan him out to to West Brom or someone like that. I don't know. I'm not saying West Brom, but you know, someone closer to home where you keep an eye on it. Um, Paddy, it's not all. It's it's not just all been news, news, news in the men's side of things as well. Um, being Irish, I was absolutely thrilled to see that the Athleisure and the um, the I don't know if they're going to do training gear for the for the Aston Villa women's team. Um, but Jim Plus Coffee, really good Irish brand, really good values. Niall Niall Horn is one of the one of the investors. Yes, the man from One Direction um, is one of the investors in Jim Plus Coffee. It's a really really cool brand, and uh, it's 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 a good Irish brand. They have now been announced at Leisure Wear as a sponsor, a partner of the of the the. The Aston Villa women's football team, and I'm delighted with that because uh, they're they're an up and coming brand, and and they're they're going to be big. Like you know, they just they just have a serious model behind them as well. And uh, I thought that that was a really forward thinking um, kind of appointment or kind of uh, get, I suppose, for the Aston Villa women's team, uh, considering the the potential that that brand has. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I know a thing or two about the brand, but we won't go into that. But uh, if if there was a case where I could buy a hoodie, a Jim Plus coffee hoodie with an Aston Villa crest on it, I certainly would be spending my, my hard-earned cash on that because really good quality uh, apparel as well. So um, I, I, I just look forward to seeing what they can do with it. But in the meantime, it's money coming in. They've paid for that opportunity. And that is the most important thing. There's money been invested back into the women's game. Um, over the last couple of years, it hasn't come to fruition just yet. But as I'm sure you're going to get onto in a second, there's two new coaches after coming in at that level as well. So, 
Um, any money coming in to support the, the Aston Villa women is absolutely vital. And I hope at some stage next next season that the two of us get over and get to go to one of those games along with uh, the senior men's as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and go for it because I, I let you go for it there that there's been an appointment of two new people with the, um, the Aston Villa women's uh, team, Sam Rose and Luke Tisdale, have taken up senior coaching, have been uh, appointed as senior coaching staff. Um, they're ahead of next season. Just, uh, it's it, like, it for me, it's, it's look, I, I suppose the biggest thing that annoys me, I suppose, about, about, about how some Premier League football teams take, take their, their, their women's team or pretend to take it seriously and don't take it seriously and whatever it is, that number one, players only being given one-year contracts. Aston Villa have uh, seem to not be doing that anymore, which for me is good and it allows the team to actually grow and allows the team to, to stabilise. But also, having a proper backroom team, you know, uh, to help the women's team is really important as well. And there's no reason why there shouldn't be coaches. There's no reason why there shouldn't be specialisation coaches because at the end of the day, if you've got coaches that can make people better on the field, then that's going to save you money. Okay, if you're a team that doesn't want to invest in players and wants to just pick up free transfers, which the majority of the, in the women's game will be, specifically, I suppose, at Aston Villa, well, then get bloody good coaches to coach them and make them better. That's, that's yeah. me off, my, off, my, off my, my soapbox on that one because it never makes any sense to have a shoestring um, coaching squad, a coaching team behind the women's team because at the end of the day, you want to squeeze every ounce out of them if you're not going to invest millions and millions within that. Now, Aston Villa seem to be, from the contract side of things and signing players up to proper contracts, but uh, you know now they seem to be bringing in coaches as well. And I'm, completely, I'm going to be speaking to um, some people from the Aston Villa women's side of things to get a better understanding of that because I'm only talking about what I see from the outside looking in. And I want to confirm or deny some of my preconceived notions on that. Mm. And, and then, then, you know, they're, they're good appointments to um, Sam Rose comes in and, and, you know, as a UEFA coach developer at the FA, mm -hmm. you know, this is somebody who knows their stuff. It's important. Um, as you say, the, the contract thing is a, a big thing. So to, to get continuity, with, with these bunch of players, you need to be doing that. But also to, to make it more attractive to, um, I know we've got a poster girl of, of Alicia Lehman, but you know, through through the in, initial half of this season, I, I watched nearly every game for the for the Aston Villa women, and I enjoyed watching it. And let's face it, I'd watch the Aston Villa under tens if they're wearing claret and blue. So it's great to be able to to pick up those games over here on Villa TV. So it's important to see this progress. It's important to see the good coaches coming in. They've made big progress throughout the year. They've already always been very solid at the back. They've just had struggles in front of goal, and you know, with a couple of signings, that could very easily turn from a bottom half team to a team that's challenging. So, good luck to them, and I, I wish them a really good season ahead because uh, I, I think it's important, and it's important for all the things we spoke about with our crest. These are all people that's wearing our badge and representing our club. Yeah, and and look, I suppose with that as well, you know, it's not that they've just brought in players, but you know, Alan Reeves has left as as assistant coach, and also Caddy Davis has left on, on on the back of that as well. And uh, you know, Caddy Davis obviously having played for the club as well is um is is it's is something I suppose to, to to bear in mind that you know they have had to cut their cloth cloth accordingly and uh, and and let people go too. So 
mm-hmm. that didn't have anything to do with my whole rant at the start about I actually think that they should have been adding those coaches as opposed to subtracting them. But then again, managers going to have a certain say about how many people they want to have working in their team too. Personally, I love delegation. It's the best thing in the world. So I'd have bazillion people under me if I possibly could. Um, but that's just me. Um yeah, I think that kind of does it, Paddy. Has that kind of gone through everything that we have? We, we, we said we were going to speak about uh, Crest, training gear, women's side of things, Kearney. Don't I, love that. That. I love that comment from Cahoon again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two things, Two things we don't know about gym or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as I say, hopefully we get to know an awful lot more about them as a brand partner for the, for the, for the, for the women's team as well. But guys, this has been... Kind of a spontaneous, spontaneous uh, live stream um, on our lunch break. Uh, we're going to leave it at that, I think. But we will be back later on in the week. I'll probably be back again tomorrow. I've given the scouting series a bit of a break because, you know, people are going to be getting back into, into body more heat. We're going to get a lot more concrete links. And, you know, I'm, I'm fully aware of some of the people that I've, I've done scouting links on previously may not sign or will not sign or have no help. Nell is signing for Aston Villa. I enjoy doing it, so I'm going to keep on pushing them out um, when I do see these links. And yes, I completely know that some people think that certain publications are clickbait and, a, a, and X, Y, and Z. That's fine too. As I say, it's important to know about players. Should they ever rock up at Villa, at least we'll know about them. Or if they score a goal against Villa for another team, at least we'll know about them. And that's why I like to do it, because it's a it's a fan of football as well as being a fan of Aston Villa. So I'll be back with a couple of more of those potentially by the end of this end of the week. We do have one or two more guests lined up. Hopefully they'll be able to make it throughout the course of this week. And myself and Paddy will be back again more frequently. Um, probably from next week again, Paddy, I think. Is it next week? Oh, no. When you, you're, yeah, you're away from most of this week. And then I think you're on yeah. your jollies then soon. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the time of the year where we need to get a break and need to get away. So, uh, That's for the off-season. Forgive me for that one. Forgive <laughs> me for that one. Yeah, but you back in back in preseason training, like you know, you preseason training is back tomorrow. So, like booking your holidays in the middle of training, Paddy. Lift the words. Not on, is it? <laughs> it's not on. Exactly. <laughs> I remember. I remember we were playing um, before we had a meeting as uh, we had a meeting. And we got this new trainer in. And he was heavily thought of, and the first thing he said was, "He goes, guys, no one here, it, nobody here, is to miss a weekend training session because of a stag party." That was literally it. He goes, I don't care what you do, but if you miss a weekend training session because of a stag party, I'll murder you. That, that was literally <laughs> all he said. And we went out and we had a crappier. So anyway, look, so maybe we should have just gotten the stags anyway, so it was fine. Um, that's class, lads. Thanks very much. As I said, we need to run away. I need to go back and, and get back to the graft. But thanks a million for everybody for joining and for popping on. Really appreciate it. We'll have more news actually on website and potentially some merchandise by the end of the week. I've set myself a deadline as to whether we can or we can't. It's time to shit or get off the pot with that stuff at the moment. And uh, we will know an awful lot more about it uh, by the end of this week, just on pricing and stuff. Obviously, staying conscious to the fact that pricing is cash is king at the moment and pricing is king. We don't want to release something if it's going to be um, overpriced, if that makes sense. So keep an eye out on Twitter for stuff like that. Um, we're going to leave it at that. Thanks a million, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. And until the next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.